When I asked Rich Dad why I should become an expert at one level, his reply was, listen, listen, if you want to have the best team around you, you need to be the best at something as well. If you are only mediocre at communication, then you will never need the best attorneys, engineers, designers, or accountants. You will only need mediocre ones because you are mediocre. My God. <laughs> this is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. Big boy, still thug, jug, hooker, crook. Tried to hide it from a new, so they put it in the book. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. J with the NBA, investor and teacher. Started at the bottom, now we black entrepreneurs. It look good on us too. It look good. And we can do it again, cause we did it all before, yeah. Slave ship the ownership. Reading is fundamental. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings Podcast, man. Appreciate y'all coming back for another episode. We still breaking down the 10 lessons that you must know before you quit your day job. And today, uh, we got some some of them, some of them. We're going to talk about the four different types of business schools, uh, why it's important to fail faster and also fail for free. Man, if you can. Why having <laughs> nothing to lose can actually be the best thing. And and sometimes you might want to get to the point where you got nothing to lose. Right. That sounds a little crazy, but, you know, we're going to rock with it. Um, and then also... Uh, street smarts versus school smarts you know you you go get the college degree you come from the school of hard knocks and crack rock you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so today we're gonna bust it down man uh the title of this particular chapter in the book chapter four is success reveals your failures and is uh extremely true as we learn uh, through the chapter. So, man, appreciate y'all coming back, man. Make sure that y'all locked in, y'all plugged in. Um, if you haven't heard the, the episodes before this particular one, make sure you go back and check out them too because they all uh, go together pretty well. Uh, but with that being said, man, we're going to go ahead and get straight into it. Uh, Jay with the NBA, how you feeling, man? First of all, happy holidays. Happy holidays as we so recording you know, this. You know. Trapping the day before Thanksgiving. Hey, check this out. Man. You know. Uh, holiday season is the, is a good time to trap. Because mm. everybody else talking about taking time off. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. While they while they sleep, you grinding. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know boys sell dope on Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Man, for, hey, boys seriously. Are, boys are leading yeah. family gathering. Yeah, for, for real, for you know real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. just thinking about that, uh, it's a good time for networking. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, who coming to the who coming to the Thanksgiving meal saying, hey, cuz, what you been up to? What y'all getting into? It's a good mm-hmm. time for networking. So, uh, you know, good time to ask, to seek investors on your right. project to raise capital. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, y'all be taking advantage of that, man. Keep growing your idea uh, during this, uh, these holiday seasons, man. Straight like that. All right, man, let's get straight into it. Coming, uh, coming up first, uh, I remember you said something one time, um... I said a lot of things. You said, you said, <laughs> quote me on all of them. You said, um, you said, ain't no straight A's in real life. Oh my, yeah, I said, ain't no honor roll. Ain't no honor roll. Ain't no honor roll in real life. Ain't no honor roll in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, jumping off the porch, um, the, in the beginning, the beginning opening section says good grades in real life. Mm-hmm. Meaning what do good grades look like in real life? And so, 
you know, I don't want to stay there too long, but you know, that's a real thing. And we talked about it a little bit before on the, on the show is like, you know, it's not about blaming nobody, but it's just the truth. Like when you came up, as we come up, they tell you like, okay, a A is good, a B is bad. A, I mean, a A is good, a B is good. A F is bad. Failure is bad. You do not want to fail. Mm-hmm. Don't fail. You know what I'm saying? And I get in the school system, I get the angle, but when you become an entrepreneur, you got to rework the whole mindset of mm-hmm. failure not being bad, but failure being good. And that's where Robert spends a lot of time in the beginning of the chapter. I pass it to you, Jay. Um, every test that I give in the school system, I go over it. Mm. I spend a, a day going over the test. And uh, kids naturally hate it. Yeah. <laughs> they hate seeing that F mm-hmm. on a paper. And I, they say, why? Why do you? It's like, why do you torture us? Yeah. Right? So. I thought we was cool, baby. Yeah, so I say, I do it to make you look at your mistakes. Because if you don't, you're going to be doomed to make them again. That's good. And I renate, I, I give them that analogy. I was like, some of y'all, y'all going to uh, date the wrong type of people over and over and over. Because when that first relationship work, don't work. Uh, you're not going to sit back and analyze why it didn't work. You're not going to study your mistakes. You're going to jump back in and go right back to that same spot. Mm. Or maybe a different Man, and th- find that other find that other person that this that person 2.0. Bro, 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 your students going to be when they get grown, they going to be like they going to be thinking back like he and Mr. T me. was dropping gems <laughs> on us back then, man. It, man, he was dropping gems. That's real though. That's good. Because that's, pray, that's, you, that's how it happened. You gotta face. You gotta face that. You gotta go back and look at it and learn from it. And some kids actually do, but most of them, there's just like adults, like they don't want to look at it. It's uncomfortable. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. I want to see my mistake. It's painful. Yeah. But I do it on purpose. So I want you to dim it again in a habit of going back and. And, and looking at and analyzing things after the fact. Yeah. Not just moving on because this is a, I told him, I was like, this is a move on society real quick. They go, mm-hmm. oh, they don't matter. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to learn. You're missing all those lessons from going back and analyzing what went wrong. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, go so, uh, we, you know, so Robert talks about his rich dad and his poor dad, you know, and his rich dad is his homie Mike dad, and his poor dad is his dad. Right. And um, Man, he, I wish my kid would call me. The poor dad. <laughs> <laughs> wish go, hey, go, go ahead and square up. Yeah. Go, go and square up. Uh, he called him his poor dad, and um, he shares in the begin in this in this uh, opening chapter how his his dad had a um, an ice cream shop, mm-hmm. and the ice cream shop ultimately failed. Mm-hmm. And after the ice cream shop failed, that was his dad's first entrepreneur experience. And then it failed and his dad uh, closed up shop, went back to get a job, mm-hmm. just went back to, to what he knows. Mm-hmm. And um, he, Robert says one reason why he did not rebound was because he was out of money. Instead of learning to raise capital for his next business venture, he just took a job. He went back to the world of employees where he felt most comfortable. And um, I know that that probably resonates with a lot of people because when you take that that L, you feel like a failure. I have failed. Mm -hmm. So I'm no good at this. You know, I can't do it. But Robert, the way he says it in the book, 
He said instead of learning to raise capital for his next business venture, he just took a job. So Robert says it in the book, now speaking as a businessman, as, as if it was like a kid who fell off his bike, you know, and it was like, instead of just getting back on it again, you know what I'm saying? He packed up and not, you know, he just, he just walks. You feel me? I think, well, I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. I went and got a job. Cause I thought that it was the faster way for me to raise capital for the next business to have a, a, a steady paycheck. Mm. Because I, you know, we not taught how to raise capital. Mm. Only capital we raising is can I borrow twenty dollars? Big facts. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we, we we are not taught that. Yeah, we at are not all. taught that at all. We're not taught to say, hey, make a proposal, and and, and the people in your family who might have, you know, a few dollars. As well, out you make this professional proposal to them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. And then the more, uh, the better it is, the better chance you have. And I remember when you was bringing me uh, Grace, Love, Mercy, mm-hmm. and your first draft, I basically like shot it down. Like, mm-hmm. nah, you can't, like you need to go get more. Mm-hmm. Like, I need mm-hmm. to know more and more details of it. Right. I was just trying to, like tell you what an investor will want to know. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, 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 um, yeah. But we haven't been trained at, like... At all. You know what I'm saying? So... That was my first experience with that ever in life. Like, <laughs> like with, you know, if y'all would listen to the podcast, you know, Jay was my first ever investor. He invested 10000 in, early in my career in one of my first albums. And, um... When I remember us talking about it, and when we was talking about it, uh, about the project... You know, I, Jay, we were just having a conversation as homies, and he just started asking questions. Oh, how much does it cost to produce a track? How much is this? How much is that? Uh, you know, and I'm we, I'm talking as homies. I, the last thing I'm thinking about is a potential investment. I had never <laughs> heard of that before. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what you're saying is a hundred percent right. And what's funny is that was the first experience, but. I had to continue to sharpen my pitch mm-hmm. over and over and over again um, up to this very day. We sharpening our pitch, our 2022 pitch for the podcast mm-hmm. network. You know what I'm saying? So, domino effect. Yeah, it's interesting how life is just full circle, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, we we that's one of the... I ain't gonna say it's a crime, but that's like... It's a tragedy. It's a shame. Because everybody we look up to had seed capital. I mean, Bezos... Two hundred fifty thousand from his parents. Light work. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Donald J. A small loan of a yeah. million dollars. You know what I'm saying. Like from his parents. So Light it's like, work. yeah. We that puts us behind a lot, bro. Because yep. the the uh, the inability to raise capital. Yep, one hundred percent. So, so Robert, um, so Robert. In, in this book, he starts to talk about his uh, education, mm-hmm. uh, where his education starts, really. Uh, you know, first, you know, Robert was, we talked about before, he was a, a Marine. Um, and, you know, that's part of his, what he calls his education. But in this chapter, he talks about working um, for Xerox as a, as a salesman. And he talks about how tough it was for him to get the job because he wasn't uh, technically qualified to get the job. He didn't have an MBA. Um, and he, 
you know, I guess he was a good salesman because he sold himself mm-hmm. and got the job, but he was trash for like the first two years. Let's talk about how he how he sold himself to get the job. Yeah. In the book, it says that um, it was this part called, you know, basically having nothing to lose, mm-hmm. right? So Robert made it to the top 10 um, sales um, applicants for Xerox, but they only needed four, right? So when he got to the final interview with the big boss, um, guy was basically like, nah, man, we ain't gonna go with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the big guy didn't really give Robert a full interview. Yeah, pretty much at all. Like, yeah. nah, nah, we decided to go in another direction. He was like, why? I mean, I ain't even, how you know I ain't the right candidate? You ain't even asked me no questions. You ain't even interviewed me. So Robert kind of like stood up for himself like, you know, let me see like what I'm doing wrong. And he was like, well, you don't have a, a, a NBA. Mm-hmm. All the other, the other candidates that's made it up here, they all have MBAs. They all have a higher graduate degree. And Robert was like, I started to walk out there and not say nothing, but then I was like, nah. And he was like, I ain't got nothing to lose at this right, point. Right, he already right. told me already, that I don't got the job. Yeah. So yeah, hey man, what that got to do with sales? Yeah. What makes you think that that they're gonna be better at me than sales because they have a, a college degree, uh, another degree? Robert had a bachelor's. He just didn't have a master's degree. Mm. And he was like. You know, I have more real world experience than them. Right. You know, I, I'm fresh out the Marine Corps. If, as a matter of fact, he went to the interview in his Marine Corps outfit. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, you want to talk about going against competition? Y'all competition is IBM. Yeah. Like, so he he basically <laughs> yeah. like, like, who you think got a better chance of going up against IBM? Me, yeah. who was a uh, fighter pilot. Yeah. Who flew against in, Viet, in Vietnam. Yeah. Going, going against the, uh, the competition there. All these people who've been kissing their teachers' butts to get mm-hmm. grades. Mm-hmm. Like, he just basically let it all go mm-hmm. because he ain't had nothing to lose. The dude already told him that you ain't get the job. Right. And I guess it sparked the guy's attention. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, he kind of got a point. Like, and then he pulled Robert back in the office. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to make this exception. Mm-hmm. And he hired, and, they, and that's how Robert got on yeah. with Xerox. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Having nothing to lose. Getting to that spot where. You know what, man? Uh, what Jay Z say? We have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so uh, he got a lot of sense of hopelessness. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So he got there. Um, you know. So he got there and um, uh, he was trash. He didn't know how to sell. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did not know. He did not know how to sell. When I know he how came to sell to, my way to the to, job. Exactly. But not. But not in the job. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. <laughs> So he hit up Rich Dad like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I got this job. It ain't working. And uh, Rich Dad was like, uh, oh, you need to fail more. That's the problem. And, he, you know, he, Robert like, uh, nah. I would have cussed Rich Dad out at <laughs> that point. <laughs> now, I don't think you, I don't think you heard. I said, I'm failing now. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm already doing that. And he like, yeah, now I heard you. You need to, the problem is you not failing enough. You need to fail more. Not failing fast enough. You're not failing fast enough. And so he said, um, the way to stop failing is to fail faster. He say, feel faster. He say, why would I want to feel faster? Rich Dad said, if you don't feel faster, you'll fail anyway. 
He said, you're in the middle of a learning process. The process requires that you make many mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Mm -hmm. The faster you make mistakes, the faster you get through the process and get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Or you could quit. Then the process spits you out. Rich Dad was saying the same thing Thomas Edison said about failing a thousand times before he invented uh, the electric light bulb. So, uh, that that sounds cool, right? But as Rich Dad is gonna talk through, you, I mean, as Rob is gonna say in the chapter, like it's easier said than well, done. It's painful. <laughs> it is painful. It goes against everything. You not, we're not trained like that. We, nah. He also said that it reminded him, uh, like we said in the previous episode when he was at race car school, and the guy was like, "If you want to learn how to drive faster." If you want to learn how to control a car faster, you need to drive faster. You got to go faster. You got to go faster, and you got to you got to be able to handle that wheel at a faster pace, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means potentially failing faster as well. Exactly. So, yeah. um, getting to the other side, man, is important because there are things that are going to be un- that is not going to be unlocked for you right. until you go ahead and do it and fail, yeah, and learn from it. And that'll unlock it, right? The book says um, that's the next door, yeah. right? So it says um, failing, each failure uh, does several things for you. Number one, it makes you less afraid, mm-hmm. which is, whoo, mm-hmm. that's invaluable right there. Because when you fail, you're like, oh, I ain't afraid of them. Or I already know what's going to happen now. Exactly. So you're less afraid. Uh, the book also says it reveals what you need to learn, which yeah. is, hmm. Uh, DJ Kelly, major key alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reveals what you need to learn. Like I feel like it's something that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then you go look up what you need to know from there. Mm-hmm. But you didn't know you didn't need to know it mm-hmm. until you fail. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And then uh, and uh, the failure has is it open. It presents the door to the next level or the next world. Right. The book says so. If you can get through that door, you're exposed to a whole another different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. I remember talking to you one time, Jay, about, uh, I shared this before, I believe, but I was talking to you about, um, it was about like, about stocks and investing, you know, and, uh, I didn't know exactly what to do with this particular impasse. And you, you said, well, you don't know what to do because you don't have enough tools on your tool belt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why you you feel stuck. You don't feel like it's a solution. You mm-hmm. don't have enough tools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you need to get some more tools on your tool belt, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to find a solution for that problem. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that made me think about um, you'll hear anybody that's doing work say, you know, it, the right tool make the job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The right tool make the job a lot easier. But these, but you can't go buy these tools necessarily. You usually have to go learn mm-hmm. to really get the tool. You, or, the to, or like Chris taught me, the tools are so expensive. Mm, and that's the reason why the people get paid so much. Because mm-hmm. it's a particular tool that they, they need, need for, for that job. job. Yeah, yeah, Chris told me that. Yeah. Corey, Corey brother Chris taught me that one. Yeah. <laughs> so like when you were telling me about the, you know, you saying like, man, you need more tools on the tool belt. Right, like that was before I knew uh, as much as I do now about, for example, about uh, options, like put options and call options and stuff like that. Yeah, right. 
so I realized, you know, understanding uh, the cause and puts and things like that would have been a possible solution at that time. Mm-hmm. But reading it on paper is one thing. I had to actually put some money down, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for, for me to learn, like, okay, how this moving, how that, some skin in the game, you know what I mean, to see how this moving, how that move or whatever, you know what I mean? So... It's just uh, a different level of understanding when you it, got skin in the it's game. It's a whole. It really is. <laughs> how how can you fail if you ain't got skin in the game? Man, look. How, how I'm gonna fail if I ain't did nothing? You, you know can, what I'm you saying? You need to learn from that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I don't mean put your house on it. It might just be fifty dollars. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? So, uh, but yeah, that, this section start it made me start thinking about how all that comes together. It's like because you hear it and it sound it sound fly. But it sounds like it's cap. Oh, fail faster, fail more, fail for free, keep failing. It's like, bro, that I hear you, but but when you actually apply like what failing means, that don't mean you're just jumping off the bridge. That means you like going after what you want more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And the more you go after it, you know what I'm saying? Like they talk about raising capital. Uh they gonna tell you, anybody that raised capital before, yeah, most people gonna tell you no. You're just mm-hmm. looking for the few people that's gonna say yes. Right. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So for those of you who didn't, who don't read the book or won't read the book, failing for free, um, Robert was in sales at Xerox and he wasn't selling any products, right? He wasn't selling no copy machines and all like that. He was doing a lot of direct marketing, door to door, cold calling, things like that. And Rich Dad said, you need to fail faster. And Robert, the reason why he was able to overcome it is because he went and got a job at a charity where he would make cold calls at night. He actually volunteered. He volunteered. So he he, he wasn't even getting paid. Yeah. For so it. he was failing, and he was failing for free. Yeah. Which is a lesson in that because he got a chance to practice with the school with the skills that he needed. But it really didn't cost him much mm-hmm. because it wasn't his primary job. This was just raising money for that charity. Right. And he was volunteering to do it. But he got paid more during the day right. by what he learned in his skill at night. Exactly. See, his, his sales picked up at Xerox mm-hmm. because of what he was working for free. And I mean, I told you, that was the difference between your work and your job mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. that work that he was putting in like all right well how do i counter when they tell me no i don't want to buy because of this or yeah. no i don't want to donate because of this how do i counter yeah and then you practice it for free with all these people in that charity mm-hmm. so boom the next morning when you go to xerox and somebody tell them i already know how to counter it now mm-hmm, boom. Mm-hmm. and then boom and it started working and the sales started going up yeah yeah so i, I would challenge um um, I would say this. I got better at sales by working in my church. Mm, okay. And because in church, people don't want to work. <laughs> they don't want to do nothing. Like So you have to convince them yeah. to do it. And you're going to be a better seller. T- easy, way to, easy way to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work at the church. Find somewhere where you can work for free. Mm. Right? But you're going to hone on those skills. I became a better leader, yeah. a better communicator, all of that stuff by trying to get people to do ministry that didn't want to really just jump up and be down with the ministry. Mm-hmm. Right? And those skills carry me to this day. Yeah. Because now I'm just getting them to somebody else to do something that they don't want to do. It just ain't ministry no more. Right, 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 right. But me and that, that working for free gave me those skills. And Robert talked about also, you know, um, 
he talked about facing so much failure that it caused him to get depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he said he got depressed and uh, went home and wanted, you know, thought about quitting, just mm-hmm. giving up on all. Never gonna it. give me a job. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just give me a regular job and got nothing to do with sales and all of that. It caused- hey, I feel him, man. I think about that all the time. <clears throat> like. It's, like, it's my living in vain. Right? <laughs> that, that, that escape. Word to escape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because some days, bro, mm-hmm. as a hustler, you, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Is this hustling for me? Right. And I, you know what I'm saying? And you got to, that's why you got to have that why, like Corey always say. You got to know why you're doing it, bro, because that why is going to, hey, man, snap back out of it, man. Mm-hmm. You tripping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that why is going to keep you going because it is going to get difficult because it's only so many slam doors in front of your face you're going to be able to handle, bro. Right, right, You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And I'm glad you brought up the why because that's, uh, with failure, it's about, you know, it's about that big vision, that big picture of what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Um, when you're going into doing the thing, when you fail, you know, it's like if you're at the gym, you know what I'm saying? You miss a shot. You ain't gonna say you ain't gonna pack up and go home because you miss <laughs> one shot. You know what I mean? Cause you Take like, me out, coach, man. I ain't even hit the jumper, man. <laughs> you know Take what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause you like, man, I plan on shooting a bunch of more shots, playing mm-hmm. a lot of games for a lot of years. That's so small to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the same thing. So it's like, if I know that we raise, if we want to raise a million dollars, you know, that's a lot of money. And I know it might take us six months to do it. You know, first 10 people I talk to might say, no, that's a drop in the bucket. You know, if we're trying to raise a million dollars, you know, for this vision that we have that we feel like can change our people's life forever and generations upon generation. Yo, no, ain't nothing to me now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But when we look at it just on, you know, what's right in front of us, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get you to give me money today. And you said no. And I stopped there. I can feel like, well, maybe what I got ain't ain't good enough, or you know, maybe my pitch is wrong. Maybe I need to take more time to do this. I can get in my head because I'm just thinking um, short term versus the big picture. When you got that big picture, that mm-hmm. big why, it'll make the blows a little easier. Don't mean it won't hurt, but it'll make it a little easier. I feel yeah, no doubt. Um, so the it, it like Jay was saying, his success uh, comes into play after he fails and fails and fails at Xerox. You know what I'm saying? Xerox, he started turning up. And, um, you know, it says uh, in his third and fourth year at Xerox, instead of being at the bottom of the sales pack, uh, I was top 10 of the pack. Um, and so it, it started to uh, all come into play. Right. Now, transitioning from there, we go into the four different business schools. Mm-hmm. So Robert talks about four different categories of business schools. He says there's the traditional business school. Um, these are the accredited colleges and stuff like that. Family business school, where if you got a family business, you know, and you get, get you get a chance to learn through the family business. Corporate business school. Say many business school businesses offer intern programs for promising young students. Mm-hmm. And then you got the business school of the streets, bruh. Mama. This is the school entrepreneurs <laughs> Ask me attend. which one is harder. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Robert say this is the school uh, entrepreneurs attend when they leave the security blanket of school, family, and the corporate world. This is the school where your street smarts are developed. 
uh, four business schools. Jay, what you got? Well, seeing as how I am, Jay, with the NBA, mm -hmm. obviously I went to traditional business school, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, I didn't have a family business school. Like, my family, they didn't have um, any business running, but I hope to have that for my sons. What you mean? Like, <clears throat> when my sons get about 10 and 8, I will, I'm going to start a business on purpose just to teach them business. You don't want to use the businesses you already have? No. Oh, no. I ain't know this. I ain't know this. Y'all pay attention. We might be able to get some game out of Jay right here. Cause I <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. Okay, so one of the reasons is um, by law, your kids can work it for you at any age. Mm. Uh, according to child labor laws, if they're your child, if you are their guardian, there is no age limit to where they can work it, work for you. Right. Okay. But if they're not working for you, it's 16 or depending on the age that the, your state law goes by. So in Texas, it's 16. Mm. But that's doesn't it's null and void if you are their guardian mm. so you can already get them started and they can already really be working right right taxes and all like real paycheck yeah. everything so um that and they'll actually get the skills they'll learn different parts of the system oh that's dope so you going so your plan is to actually like all right y'all old enough to come you know y'all can count and mm -hmm. now we finna start a business mm -hmm. oh that's dope just like to that. teach them. Yeah, how to do it. You know it. what I'm saying? Hopefully they become profitable. But <laughs> yeah. Just to teach them. And I'm going to try to pick something that they are interested in. Mm, gotcha. So I just plan on studying gotcha. my children. Just, uh, you know, see how they... Because if I, I could pick something that I know going to make some money, but if they ain't into it... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to up. keep their attention. Yeah, that's dope. So, okay. Because uh, I, I didn't have that. It's like a lot of, uh, and a lot of uh, Hispanic cultures, Asian cultures, they already have a family business per se. Mm -hmm. It might be, uh, Asian might have a store, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Hispanic might be selling food, food truck, whatever, um, cleaning services, lawn services. It's already a family business established that they indoctrinate their children into, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So that gives them an advantage based on a person who parents has just worked right and they never been exposed to the family business right you know what i'm saying so um got you, got you. that's dope. what i want to do dope you dope. know what i'm saying um the third one is a corporate business school uh you have you have any experience with that I don't, you know I ain't no, got no but with that. i don't but it was a girl Name Amanda in my uh, MBA class. There is when you finish MBA school, you have to do what they call capstone, which is they put you on a team and y'all gotta either build a business or you gotta find a way to sol solve a solution of a business that's already in existence. Mm -hmm. Like um, Oxy Petroleum, the big oil and gas company in Texas, they contracted my MBA school to help us solve a problem for them. Mm. And I, you know, I can't go into the the problem that we helped them right. solve, but Amanda was on my team and Amanda was in accounting at, a at her job. Mm. And, uh, I was like, so you want to do accounting? No, she was like, no. Um, 
my company is training me. So right now I'm in accounting. Mm. Then I'm going to go to marketing. Mm. And then I'm going to go to all these other different uh, departments. Mm hmm. And then that's the first time I seen like a corporate pr training mm, program. program in action. Yeah. To where, uh, and then she was like, at the end, she was like, I'm not the only one doing this. Mm. It's other people doing it, but they're on different things and we're swapping out. Mm, Got gotcha. you. And then she was like, at the, at the end or when everybody is, you know, satisfied the requirements, they go and ask the departments, like they'll ask us and they'll ask the department leaders, like, um, which candidates really stood out in those particular areas mm. and then they'll probably offer us something in those areas. Got you. Yeah, That's dope. That's dope insight on how that works. Yeah, yeah. She worked for an, an accounting firm though. It was an accounting firm but um, they would rotate different departments and Robert said the same thing and um, it wasn't in this book but in another Rich Dad series book he said that Rich Dad had him and Mike do different departments of his business so they can get an idea of the different um departments inside of a big company right right i remember that yeah, yeah. okay dope um and then number four was the business school of the street <laughs> my mom you know what i'm talking about um and so in the book he goes over uh he goes over the different schools we kind of just did that already um and one thing he says about the you know street schools school of hard knocks he says um instead of a's and b's as grades street grades are measured in dollars uh earned and dollars lost <laughs> yeah heavy on the dollar loss <laughs> exactly 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 um and so I think so what he talks about in the book how uh all of them had a they pros and cons or whatever and they all can be valuable you know what i'm saying um robert had the opportunity to be exposed to different ones mm -hmm. different ones breed different things or whatever um if you can i would say try to get into a little bit of all of them yeah if possible um i definitely got traditional and streets <laughs> definitely right. um but but i also want like i said i want to set up family for my sons um just a a tidbit of information if i was i'm glad i didn't pay for mba school mm -hmm. <laughs> right i now i'm not gonna say that i didn't learn a lot i did learn a lot uh, i had great teachers but if i would do it all over or if i was someone who don't have the military paying for their classes for free like mm -hmm. I did. I would just get um, the course requirements. I would I would fake like I'm registering for the class mm -hmm. just to see the books mm -hmm. that are required. Yeah. And then go on Amazon and buy the books. <laughs> yeah, just get the knowledge. And that's what I would yeah. do, bro. Yeah. If I had to do it all over, that's exactly yeah. what I would do. So, and, and from, so I, I don't have the MBA, but what i hear from my homies and even when you read and you listen to interviews and stuff like that it seems like the biggest thing from for one it seems like it it, it depends on what school you pick mm -hmm. it seems like different and what schools, type of mba what type of mba program what type of program because yeah, some programs because like rob like um robert said in in his program he said that 
all of the students just wanted to be CEOs at companies. Mm-hmm. There wasn't That's a how lot mine of, was. Yeah, he was like, there wasn't a lot of entrepreneurs in that program. Yeah. But I know that there are, are MBA programs mm-hmm. that are entrepreneurial focused. Like right. they're they're. Uh, their coursework and the 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 culture is designed Correct. to teach you as an entrepreneur. So it's about picking it. But one of the big things that I hear people say is when they do go to the right um after grad, the right MBA program with those entrepreneurs type people, the networking that comes from it. Like I've heard people find co-founders in the MBA mm-hmm. class and surgeon uh. Surge and what's the other guy from Google? That's what uh, Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And found that, each other mm-hmm. in NBA school. Yeah, you know, a what bunch mean? of people out of the Harvard uh, network came together because of that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it, it's definitely you know um, not like as Robert saying in the book as you're saying from firsthand experience. You don't just press the NBA button and voila, you now you a business pro. You know what I mean? No. But it's what you taking out of that to apply. Um. My MBA school was focused on executive MBA. Mm, so it was about people who wanted to work inside yeah. of companies. And um, it taught me the type of person I need to hire. Mm, nice. And it taught me um, how they think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? and Because I'm listening to their mind frames. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it was different from mine. Right. And a lot of times I... I liked it because I stood out in class because my ideas were <laughs> vastly different, vastly yeah. different from yeah. theirs. And I was one of the few people who actually had several businesses I tried and started in. And I could tell you that nah, it was a little different than how they look you on know paper. What I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I wasn't just theory based. Right. Right. You know right. Saying? Exactly. So um, that's dope. Yeah. Um. So Robert. So. uh. So Robert did did all of this, and then he launched his first uh, business that he talks about, you know, his wallet business. Yeah, yeah. And launching his wallet business, you know, he said that they found success real fast. Because they say success to show you your failures. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they, they found success real fast because they were good at two parts of the, the BI triangle. They mm-hmm. was good at product and communication, right. but none of the other parts. No cash flow, <laughs> no legal. The yeah. legal is what told them up because yeah. they got into it with... Uh, trademarks and copywriting because the the wallet business had um logos and Mm -hmm. and brands on it of famous rock and roll um groups at the time Mm -hmm. and they were you know it was just a cool wallet Mm -hmm. and that they was manufacturing but they had licensing issues all kind of stuff they had a bunch of people come knock them off Mm -hmm. um you know what i'm saying all kind of stuff so that legal part Told him out the frame, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, but him not him not knowing the whole bi triangle or making it, um, or, or knowing how to protect their business based on all five categories. Right? They didn't know that. They just knew, hey man, I got a product. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm good at communicating. It. I'm good at sales. Right, 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 right. And and so he he talks about you know from his time from his time at, at, at Xerox to his wallet business, to him building his wallet business and, you know, it crashing. Um, 10 years. It was 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 10 years, you know, that that process took, right? And I won't read this whole excerpt, but he talks about um, 
the failure you know he said every failure was less painful and the recovery was quicker each time i fail i knew what to work on i knew what i had to study next right he says each failure made uh each failure made me less afraid of failing and more excited about learning each failure was a challenge the door uh each failure was a challenge uh the door to the next world and so he says people ask me how i survived through all of those years without money and my answer is i don't know i simply <laughs> took it one day at a time <laughs> one day at a time poop one day at a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and, and so um i really i, I love this part because he, he's been putting in work mm-hmm. you know what i mean he ain't he's like he's been chilling he been putting <laughs> in work and still failed, mm-hmm. right? So it's 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 understood that he talked to Rich Dad during these times, and you know, um, we see as he goes through things, having that mentor and having someone who's been through it before to tell you, like, oh no, nah, that's that's normal, that's all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, it it helps, you know, with that process, um, and through that whole failure process they continue to get better and you know even after you know he he said after his first two partners left he got two new partners and those two new partners were better because Mm -hmm. they helped him fill in parts of the triangle that Mm -hmm. were not there before you Mm -hmm. know so you you still he still kept moving the ball forward so in my text office um after i got under my from under my cousin and that partnership broke up and I basically uh, took over, you know, by myself. Um, I hired a different preparer and she was great at the communications um, part of the BI triangle. Mm-hmm. She actually went to TSU and her major was communications, mm. right? And she was great at talking to people. I was like, man, she was worth her weight, bro. I'm telling you. Like, um, and to this day, she has her, I like I help her set up her own um office and everything like that. And she's excellent at communication. Like she does way more communicating than me, bro. Yeah. Well, that was her that was her level of the triangle that she was very good at. Mm-hmm. And while she was with me, she helped me flourish. Because she taught me things like, oh no, man, you should you should talk more about this. You do more about this. Like she was great at communicating, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it in like real time. Yeah. Like I saw the company just get lifted up by having that other part of that triangle, bro. Yeah. So I would tell you, be strategic in what you are uh, and who are you are picking. It is it, sometimes it ain't about oh do I like this person do I don't but. Picking somebody who has that part of the triangle that you don't have, yeah, bro, it's very important. Yeah, it, they gonna be uh, they gonna be better at breakfast than you are all day. You know For what real? I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's just that's just the game. It's gonna be natural to them. It's just it's gonna it's gonna make a lot more sense. Um, so yeah, so uh, Robert talks about you know a business being a system of a system. You know, and I mean a business a business is a system of systems, and so that's spot on. Uh, he, he likens it to like the human body you know the human body uh, has the blood system and the respiratory system and um, it's the skeletal system digestive system and the body 
itself is a system. And so he says an entrepreneur is like a doctor or, you know, you can say the same thing with a car having a bunch of different systems in it, you know, transmission and the motor and all of that. He says, so being an entrepreneur is like a doctor or a, a mechanic, you know, um, he says, just like a medical doctor, you will look at x-rays or blood tests An entrepreneur will look at the BI triangle, BI triangle to assess the overall health of the business. Um, and so he talks about the importance of team. Jay just hit on that though, um, which is, which is extremely important, how important it is to be able to, you know, pick out that team. And then he also goes into the he, what he called his big three mistakes of entrepreneurs. The top three mistakes are uh, the entrepreneur does not have or does not seek the proper legal and accounting advice before setting up their business. Number two, the entrepreneur listens to his or her accounting to, accountant too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number three, the entrepreneur has an accountant uh, or attorney who is not part of the entrepreneur's team. And, uh, on that third one, he means that it's just a contract work for hire. He says that having a part-time accountant or attorney is like having a part-time <laughs> husband or wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they integral to your uh to your plan. Yeah. Right. And just to go back and cover the um the second one, um listen to him too much, he says that you are ultimately responsible for the decision making. Right. And 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 it's their job to analyze the risk. It's your job whether you take the risk or not. Right. So right. don't let them tell you, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Or don't let them tell you, do it. Mm-hmm. Let them tell you, this is the risk. Right. Exactly. And then your job as the entrepreneur is to make the decision, not them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's 100%. what he means. That's good. Um, so he goes to this part. I think it's really important. He talks about, uh, he has two columns. On the left side, he has the A thinker and the T thinker. And he says these are characteristics associated with school smarts. Mm-hmm. The A thinker is more analytical uh, with skills or critical thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, the T thinker, which is also you know associated with school smarts, is uh, technical skills and expertise. Then on the right side, he has, um, he says these two are more associated with street smarts. He has the C thinker, which is creative thinker, flexible, uh, you know, flexible with logic and the P thinker, people skills, personal leadership. And so he, it's important to understand who you are because both sides are needed. You know, you need all four. You need the A, the C, the P and the T to run a successful business. So you have to understand who you are and then you can see what's missing and where you can get help from. It's very clear to me that I'm going to be a C and P. You know what I'm saying? It's very clear. You know it's what I mean? It's very clear to me that I'm A and T. And you are A and a T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know <clears throat> this reminds me of Meech and Terry on BMF. <laughs> yeah. Because Terry is clearly the, analy- the analytical and the technical mm-hmm. person, right? But Meech is the visionary. He's the creative thinking. He can solve the problems. Mm-hmm. That, that would have frustrated Terry and he's a people person he, he draw the people you know death before dishonor loyalty before royalty mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. like um, but when what both of them together is not surprising how they had so much success 100% 100% and, cause you you need you need both of them and so we can talk on this a whole season within itself 
Um, but one thing I, I say with this is learn, learn which one you are. If you think you all of them, you a unicorn. Come on. All right. So learn which one you are and then see who you can get on the other side to help you and listen to them. Actually listen to them and let them, let them, you know, uh, play that part. Um, because even if they not a hundred percent right, it'll start helping train you into getting somebody to help facilitate that role. You know what I'm saying? And so trying to be all those things at once is extremely hard and also impossible because if the market is going down and it's blood in the water, you know, analytical, the analytical chart is going to tell you sell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's going to be the visionary part, the flexible logic that's going to tell you Apple ain't going away. Tesla ain't going away. I should buy while it's blood in the water. <laughs> but if you look, well, see, when you is doing stock, you got technical indicators that you can add to the chart. And when this line crossed this line or this mark hit that mark, that's a sell sign or a buy sign. When it's blood in the water, everything's saying sell. It's finna go, it's low and it's finna go lower. You know, so same thing in your business. You know, you have to be future thinking uh, in your business, but you also need an analytical person to make sure you got some money left when the future get here. Man, look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, And so... Another thing that he talks about, and we talked about this uh, on the episode before, uh, is he said, you know, don't be an ex. You can't be an expert in everything. We covered that already. You know what I'm saying? And one thing, this part of the book was, bro, I agree with this 100. Mm percent -hmm. I'm finna read this whole paragraph. <laughs> Listen, this is the truth. I'm telling you what I know. Mm -hmm. All right, listen to this. He said, like, when I asked Rich Dad. Why I should become an expert at one level, his reply was, listen, listen, if you want to have the best team around you, you need to be the best at something as well. If you are only mediocre at communication, then you will never need, you, uh, you will never uh, need the best attorneys, engineers, designers, or accountants. You will only need mediocre ones because you are mediocre. My God. <laughs> Bro. That's, and, and, and I tell you this part as well. When you become the best at communication, it's going to be easier for you to attract the best accountants and the best communicate. I mean, the best product per the best when you're the, everybody want to be associated with something that's good or great or on his way up. My little brother, shout out to my little brother right now. My little brother learning life right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Frankie, Frankie, <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, Frank learning life right now. <laughs> Frankie say, man, everybody always wants something from you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everybody got to always have an angle. Everybody got to, you know what I'm saying? They want to rock with you because you up. I think about even the people that showed me love and it's because I was winning in this. Ex, da, da, da. You know, he vent, I was, yes. You finally get it. Welcome. <laughs> yes. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> Which means if you have no value, nobody mm. checking for you. Nope. So stay high value. Keep your stock price high. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. But, yes. <laughs> um, 
Man, look, I just go back. And I know you hear me talk about it in my tax office all the time. It's not my only business. I've had several businesses, but that's the one that's still going and then been, Ooh, been 10, going for 10 plus years. Yeah, I think I'm on year 13 or 14. I don't know. I forgot. Mm. But they older than my kids. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I, it's so many lessons in that. Um, I was great at systems. Mm-hmm. Right, like I took the franchise prototype and I remixed it, mm-hmm. and I realized that's where it is. Like systems, big facts. How attract customers? Once you get the customers there, um, how do you service them to the best ability possible? Boom. Then after they leave, client retention. Uh, how do you take them and turn them into ten more? Because like. Mm-hmm. The systems inside the system, like he said, the body is made up of the nervous system, respiratory system, all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's systems inside of a system. Yeah. Same thing with business. Like I was good at that. And when I got the girl that came along that I was telling you about that was good at communications, it was easy for her to communicate because she was just communicating my system. Mm, yeah. So yeah. when they when people be like, she be like, girl, you need to come here because this is how we do it up here. But here, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We keep all our records. We don't get rid of nothing. Uh, you can always call us. We, we're available during the rest of the year when other people mm-hmm. is not. Like, she was able to say what she saw we was doing. I didn't give her no script. Right, 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 right. I just right. set up a, a, a decent system. And it spoke for itself. And then she was like, oh, I can look what's going on. And I could just talk about what's going on. Yeah. And she was just good at communicating yeah. what was already going on. That's good. So you being a good at one level will just naturally bleed over into the other levels. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because... Even, you know, even when we're applying this to you just getting started, you know what I'm saying? You, if you just getting started, you don't got no nothing. Just your ability to clearly tell me, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that is going to be valuable right there. Right. <laughs> right. You com- you being able to communicate what you do mm-hmm. or what your product is mm-hmm. or what your service is. You'd be surprised how many people can't do that. Like they do something well, but they can't say it. Can't tell you exactly yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. And so that that's um elevator pitch 101. You know what I'm saying? Uh in the process of entrepreneur journey, make sure you had that elevator pitch. You know what I mean? So if somebody say, you know, uh, you know, literacy kings, oh what's your podcast about? Oh man, well we take you know popular financial books and resources, we break them down in a culturally relevant way, you know, for people who've been marginalized, you know, to get this mm-hmm. game. You know, oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? You got to get that elevator pitch down so that when you tell somebody, boom, that's step one. Now you can cross over to the okay, well tell me more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that that'll take you to whatever the next step is of getting a person or getting a, uh, a team member on your side. Cause they mm-hmm. just may simply say people hit us and just say, I love what y'all do. How can I be a part of it? Mm-hmm. How can I help? How can I support just cause they see and understand what we do. And you know, I know you got whoever you listening, you got something just as dope as that. Uh, team smarts. Uh, I know Robert, he mentioned school smarts versus street smarts, but he, he's closed out saying that team smarts is better than both of them mm. because team smarts combines the school smarts and the street smarts of everybody on your team. Now you winning. So team smarts is better than both of those put together because it's a synergy of both of them put together for every member of the team. 
You know what I'm saying? So you have no choice but to win then because now you combining all these experiences and there's a think tape, there's a think tank uh, regularly occurring at your business. Yeah. Because all these other people with these unique experiences and and education levels. I love it. I love it. Man, that's what's up. Uh, We appreciate y'all checking us out for another episode. Um, Hope all this makes sense and you see how important it is to. Feel fast, feel early, feel for free. Tighten up. So when the success do hit, we know that it will hit. Um, you know, it'll be worthwhile. Make sure if you haven't that you subscribe um on Apple. You know, subscribe, you get a free seven-day trial. You can get the episodes early. So the mm-hmm. next episode is out already. Mm-hmm. It's a parallel universe. Because if you ain't subscribed, you ain't got it. But if you do, then you got it. Yeah, you ain't got to wait on them like y'all waiting on them gray 11s. Know yeah. What I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and make sure that you're also checking out the Patreon. Make sure you rate, you review, you share this with somebody. Um, really want to just take a second to say, man, thank y'all. We have a consistent um, family of listeners that rock with us each and every week. Uh, and it means a lot to us. We continue to work on, you know, new stuff for 2022. Um, we're going to officially be launching, you know, um, our... our uh, academy courses mm-hmm. you know personal finance how to build a podcast and all that good stuff or whatever so uh just want to say thank y'all man we really appreciate everything so um i want to say this give you an extra step whatever you have because i'm pretty sure if you're an entrepreneur or if you want to be you already have an idea of a product right or a service that you can offer right think more about selling it how you're going to sell it who you're going to sell it to and study your competitors products and strategies because it will help you sell especially if you are trying to f- figure out how you can offer something that they don't yeah it's good. so study them and say i know you probably heard of this company but over there they do this but i do this instead mm-hmm. right and that's a that's a better selling point that you can go with because you've done your research and you see the shortfalls. If you don't want them dancing all in the videos, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, come over to Death Row. That's what Sugar was trying to tell boys a long time ago, man. Yeah, so um, study that. That's an action step for you because I know all y'all y'all got products and services that y'all have in mind. You know, you're already thinking about hustling. So study the comp the and study the competitors and it'll help you with your sales points. I love it. All right, man. Appreciate y'all checking us out. Until the next time, we are the Literacy Kings. Love. Reading is fundamental. fundamental.